Welcome to the Streets Are Planning podcast. This is your host, Jay Ruffin. And man, am I happy to be back with you folks again for another amazing episode. You know, we are looking to uh, discuss a few things tonight, um, but the main focus of tonight's episode is going to be mentorship. So the, the theme of the show or the song that was chosen that I was like, man, this is this is something that the people will feel when I throw this out here is like, look, young Jeezy, OK, like young Jeezy seen it all and seen it all is off the autobiography uh, album that uh, young Jeezy dropped back in like 2014. It's a song that got Jay-Z on it as well as a feature. And man, like the just the beat when it come in, you know, what he talking about. You know, from on on, this, on that song, of basically he's seen it all, right? Like he's seen it all from the street side of things. So is Jay Z. And what I'm tying that into is like just a little bit of of of, of game that I'm going to share with people, um, with folks who are looking to get into urban planning, and people who are currently in the field, graduate students, you know, folks who are just considering urban planning as a field. Um, tonight I'm going to walk through a couple of uh, uh, keys, basically, that I think, um, you know, a couple of things that you need to consider. You know, if you're interested in coming into uh, urban planning as a as an occupation, or if you're a high school student, middle school student, um, or someone who's you know in, in undergrad uh, looking to make that transition to graduate school, or if you've been out of school for a while and you're just thinking about going back, like, listen, urban planning is a real uh, uh, option as a field because it offers a lot. But there's just some things that I want to make sure that I share with you all. Um, but before we get into that, I think one of the major things that I wanted to just talk about right now is the top 10 graduate urban planning programs uh, list that came out from uh, Planetizen. Uh, Planetizen and that's P-L-A-N-E-T-I-Z-E-N dot com is a website uh, for those of you who are unaware or uninitiated uh, where it shares basically, you know, all things urban planning. Um, and so on this list, uh, there's a there's a number of schools. I'll, I'll name them, um, but I want you to, you know, uh, just keep in mind, this is a list uh, that that of of programs that this group has selected after, you know, using their basic their their formula, uh, but I think it's interesting, um, and I'll, I'll tell you why. So there are a couple of schools. So we will start off at number one, that's uh, MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Um, shout out to MIT. Uh, special shout out to you know my my baby girl Stephanie. Um, she is finishing up. Uh, or I should say she started her second year in the MIT program. So, you know, salute to her, proud of you. Um, University of California, Berkeley. I uh, got a good friend, Claire, who, who's out there. So Claire Wilkie, if you're listening, um, you know, do your thing out there, Kyle Berkeley. So Rutgers, uh, you got UC, uh, UCLA, which is a tremendous program. I know a few folks who have come through there. University of North Carolina, uh, Chapel Hill, another stellar program. Harvard University, University of Pennsylvania, the University of Southern California coming in at eight, University of Michigan coming in at nine. Shout out to the alma mater, uh, Gold Blue, 
um, you know, coming in at a strong nine. And Georgia Institute of Technology uh, is a 10th ranked program. Now, you know, that doesn't mean that if you're not attending one of these schools that, you know, your school isn't one of the top levels or whatever. I mean, your school may be uh, highly ranked in particular fields. Some are like ranked in GIS. Some are ranked, um, you know, for their statistics program, you know, the data and policy that they gather around planning issues. Maybe you're, you have a transportation planning school that's strong, um, that has a strong focus. So there's a lot of different things, but this is just the overall programs uh, from professional planners, people who have, who have graduated from these schools, um, and of course, the folks that work at Plan Netizen. So I share that list um, just to say one, you know, I think, I think, you know, when you have a list like this, it's it's cool to see, especially if your cool, if your school uh, or program is is on the list. Um, but then it's also one of those things where you know, it's, it's all subjective, right? Um, you know, I think one of the major things that you're looking at when you are thinking about attending an urban planning program is you want to look for the perfect fit for you. Um, if you have a connection with some of the professors and the research that they're doing, that's important. If you have a connection because the school is close to where you're living currently or where you grew up and you want to be a part of the community while also getting an education, great, that's good for you. Or maybe you have a particular focus and being in a city, you know, let's just say if your focus is, uh, you know, bikes or transportation, um, maybe being in in you know a community like uh, dc or uh, boston or new york somewhere on the east coast or even let's just say san francisco uh, and others where the bike culture uh, is pretty strong then that's where you want to be and they might not have one of the top ranked programs in their city or close to it but it aligns with what your mission is and what you seek to impact so always consider uh, or i should say take take with a grain of salt a list like this but definitely consider your options and what is best for you as an urban planning student, um, an urban planning professional. Um, make sure that you are addressing your needs first and then you can factor in some of these other, these other items. So now, um, moving to our topic this evening. I didn't seen it all. I'm gonna address a couple of things. Um, I think the first, the first thing that I wanna address from a mentor's perspective uh, or from the perspective of somebody who has, you know, been in the game for a little while, a number of years. Um, I've I have well over, well, like 15 some odd years of experience in community and economic development um, within urban planning, and you know I've worked with a number of planners and a number of very uh, skilled and educated and thoughtful urban planners and people who work in the built environment that I've seen a lot of lessons, learned a lot of lessons. And so one of the, one of the first lessons I want to share with you, I'm going to share just a few. But the first lesson is something I touched on our very first episode, which is, you know, knowing where you're from and walking your walk wherever you are. Um, when you get a, an urban planning education, um, you bring along all of your life experiences with that, which makes you a unique person. So when you are seeking out a position, um, one of the things that I would I always encourage folks to do is that, you know, it's important to 
bring some of your not not your life stories like you write like we have to write sometimes for uh, college essays people say you know they give you a you know a triumphant story I was down I was out and then I came back and you know now I'm here and I'm and I'm succeeding which is which is great but at the same time um, what I'm talking about is putting in perspective how your life experience which you can count as an urban planner um, in my mind you can count your experience growing up in whatever community, whether it was a challenging community, a community that lacked resources, a community that had an abundance of resources, you can use that uh, in a very positive way to uh, also enhance what your, edu your, your formal education is. And so I think it's important that for, for urban planners in particular, um, if you don't have kind of those experiences to, to, to lean back on, you need to get some of that experience prior to coming into the field. Um, I had a, a conversation today uh, with a, an IG friend um, at Friendly Neighborhood Planner, um, and we had this, this dialogue about how folks are graduating um, from urban planning programs and they do not feel, feel prepared to go in and work in communities. And I think this, this this point, this point that I was making, which is to bring all of you to to your to your interview, or bring all of yourself um, to the job that you are 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 in, means you're bringing this life experience of having cultivated your unique approach or your unique views in traversing your particular city, your community, um, ones that you may have visited or you traveled to. Uh, maybe you spent time with your grandparents or an aunt or an uncle, whatever that, you know, experience may be, that is a part of your education. That is a part of who you are and why you should be in a particular planning program if you're applying to one with that narrative or you're looking to get a job. You need to bring that full person to the interview along with how you supplement it or enhanced you know the those skills, those talents, those abilities that you cultivated through your 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 life experience. I think it's really important to be able to do that um, because it tells it, it puts you in a position where you're not overselling yourself. You're selling you're you're not selling yourself at all. What you're doing is you're bringing your life experience to the table to say that I believe that what I've what I've experienced and the education that I've gained, which life experience counts to this position and I'll be committed in these ways or I have the skills and abilities to enhance your organization in these ways be able to describe that uh, be able to you know in a very succinct way hit those points and um, I, I would just encourage folks to consider that the second thing you need to be able to clearly understand when you when you get into a new position um, whether you're in a public public sector or the private sector that while you have brought all of this experience to the table you've brought this life experience you've brought this this educational experience to the table um, to this particular organization it is also important to understand the goals and the values of that organization that you're joining. 
oftentimes, um, you know, there are, are young planners who accept jobs because you really need a job. Like you really need to be able to get that or maybe you waited too late to start applying for positions um, or, you know, you just went through the, the whole interview uh, uh, piece and just didn't land a job. Um, and that's and that happens as well. But you you get into a position where maybe your values and your principles don't align well with the position that you're in. That happens quite a bit in urban planning. Um, where you have to figure out, you know, what are the principles that I am unshakable on? What are the things that I am like, no matter what, this is my principle and I'm a, and I am going to, uh, stand on that. And then there's a, a conversation that we need to be real about, which is what are the, the goals of this organization um, or company that I'm, that I'm going to be working for that I, I am flexible on or that I, I have the ability to influence and pull them in a way where I get, I get to be more of an influence on the, the goals and aspirations and the outcomes that happen with your organization. I have, uh, I have had conversations with a number of young planners um, and some who have been in jobs for years where there have been decisions made, especially in, in government, uh, you know, there have been decisions made that you are responsible for implementing that you may disagree with to the core of your heart. But it's, it's, it's being able to do that, that job, knowing that if you, but for you being in that position, there are certain things that might not happen. There are certain things that might not happen with care. There are certain things that might not happen with, with cultural competency. There are certain things that, you know, that you bring to the table that could make a difference in someone's life. Now, if it gets to the point where, you know, it, it, be, it begins to, to be too much for you to be in that space, then obviously you need to do what's best for you. But I believe as a as a mentor you know we you have to address those things head on and have conversations about them while you're in your undergrad program or you're in your graduate school program because they are going it's real life like you're going to have to get out and, and implement these things and so you need to spend some time and give some thought um, for these discussions when you're when you're studying to prepare yourself for the field of like you know how am I going to select this job? Does it align with my goals? Does it align with my principles? Um, what are the things that I must have at a job? What are the things that, you know, I can navigate and negotiate? Um, and, you know, furthermore, be able to collaborate on uh, and influence in, in that role. So that's number two. Number three, one of the roles, and I'm, I'm beginning to see this more and more, especially as I'm, I'm talking to, you know, uh, planners of color, is how much to take on. And by take on, I mean, in a lot of positions, you know, when we start talking about diversity and equity and, you know, there is a burden. Um, some people 
viewed as a burden um, in the very beginning, and 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 I I do I do I, I I've I've looked at it as being a burden sometimes as well, where being the only person of color in the room for a lot of these conversations, it becomes a really heavy burden to bear um, to represent all of these folks because you don't represent every latino person you don't represent every black person you don't represent every asian person you don't represent you know for that matter every white person but there is an expectation for urban planners of color to not only come in and 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 excel in your positions or you know you you have no room for error in your positions um to also be a translator, be a person who is the the cultural uh, competency guru for whatever you know um, race or ethnicity, ethnicity that you uh, for every race for any race or ethnicity um, you know that you represent or religion that you represent, and it's inherently unfair and imbalanced in having to carry that along with you know being successful at your day-to-day job but i think that there there is is a space in there that as you begin to grow into your career that you question and ask and position yourself how you see fit it's okay to say no to things it's okay to speak up and say well you know this is how i view things but not every person uh you know not every black person is going to believe this or going to think this way it's okay to clarify it's okay to frame it however you feel you need to frame it that's your choice the thing that I would encourage folks to be aware of, though, is the decision-making process around those things. When there are policy decisions that are being made or whether there are business decisions being made about uh, a plan that you're participating in, whether it's a transportation plan, um, a downtown development plan, neighborhood reinvestment strategy, um, that when you speak in spaces because you are of color be careful because some organizations may may hear you but not hear you so if you say something you know like oh yeah i think this would be a really good way to move about a particular strategy um from my perspective and you're speaking from your very unique perspective as i said earlier and not as like you know the the black person in the room it some, sometimes becomes a, a, a silent or a just a, a complicit, oh, yeah, that, I got the approval from Jermaine, so I think this is good. So that, that's, that's just something that, you know, I want you to be aware of, that that can't happen. So it's important to make sure that you are clear in, in your communication, that you are clear in your goals and how you are going to represent yourself in your role. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, be clear in establishing boundaries for yourself and for your employer 
um, as to what you are willing and not willing to do. It's well within your right. Finally, as I sit here in the uh, in the studio, looking outside, it's a little gray and raining right now. But uh, I want to leave you with a a a story really quickly on why I believe mentoring is important. When I was early in my career, um, I was in fact I was a student assistant working for the state of Michigan. I, as a part of my undergraduate experience um, at James Madison College at Michigan State University, um, we have a basically a semester where we have to you know have a job um, or an internship. Um, you know, that gives us real world experience. Um, and then we have to, you know, we have to write like a, uh, you know, we had to write like what, like a 30, 40 page paper on that experience and, you know, fill out, uh, you know, a, a sheet where we basically graded ourselves, um, an evaluation where we graded ourselves on how we performed in that role. Um, and then we shared that with our uh, supervisor, whomever that was, um, they would review it. We'd have a conference. Um, we'd agree on like what this, you know, what what uh, you know our evaluation was, and then you send it back to the school, and it, you know, they would grade you on that semester and uh, all that good stuff. So it's almost like a capstone program, but but not necessarily. Well, during that um, that time, I, I I learned quite a bit. I was involved in a uh, a home stopping homelessness program. I was involved in state uh, developing state policy around community development. Um, you know CDCs and uh, community development organizations, as well as be really learning kind of how affordable housing works, um, the tools that are utilized for it, and the imp the positive impact that could happen in communities. During that experience, like I'm looking around and I'm comparing myself to friends who had better internships. I'm comparing myself to the leadership within the building who I'm looking at like, man, I, I want to be like that guy. I'm aspiring to be, I want to be the executive director of this place. You know, however, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still an undergrad, but I'm comparing myself to managers and directors and people that I aspire to be like um, or positions that I aspire to. And so come evaluation time, I fill out my evaluation. Um, I'm the type of person that's very critical of, of themselves and try to be as, as honest with myself um, about where I, where I feel I am in the process. And so I filled out this this evaluation form. Um, I was like, well, you know, leadership skills. Yeah, I put myself uh, on a scale of one to ten. I'm going to put myself at a at a five because, you know, I see executive director Smith over here who's doing like X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, he's changing communities over here. He's doing that. Oh, and matter of fact, 
I really need to work on how my performance is standing in front of a room because I saw manager so-and-so um, stand up in front of a room of 150 people and had them laughing, had them engaged, got the message across, and people were, were happy that manager so-and-so uh, you know, represented the organization today. And so I'm comparing myself against, as a, as a person who has yet to begin their career, to people who have been in their career 30 to 40 years. Because that's what I aspire to. So I fill out this, I, I finish the evaluation, I turn it in, I'm proud of myself because I got it done. I'm like two weeks in advance of when it was due. So I'm like on schedule and I, I'm, I'm feeling really good about myself. Uh, so the director... Uh, executive director of the agency looks at this. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the, uh, my manager looks at this, reads it, and is like, "Wow. Um, okay, thanks, Jermaine." And you know, walks away, goes back to his office. Uh, and about 30 minutes later, I get a phone call from a gentleman uh, who works in our building, um, who has a you know, I didn't know it at this time, but had a vast amount of experience. Um, calls me and says, hey, Jermaine, um, you know, this is James. Do you do you know me? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard of you, you know, and he's like, hey, I need you to come over to my office right away. Um, I'm like, cool. So I run over to his office and I walk in and he has a copy of my evaluation and he just like, um, but I didn't know that's what it was. And he just kind of throws it across the table at me. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, and he's like, what is this dog food you're feeding people here? And I just kind of stopped in my tracks, and I was just blown away, one, that this guy, you know, older older black dude, man, like, you know, uh, who was dressed real smooth, had the three-piece suit on, all of this, man, and, and I'm just like, and I'm in his, his, his office, and it smells of, of, of leather-bound books and rich mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what is, what is this dog food? I'm like, uh, sir, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, what is going on with this evaluation? And why would you rank yourself so low? And I, I begin to look over and he starts, as he, he asked me that question, he follows it up with, what are you thinking? And I say, sir... I aspire to, I want to be the executive director here. So that's what I was measuring myself against. He's like, you haven't even begun yet. You cannot compare yourself with people who have 30, 25, 40 years of experience. Take this back. Give yourself your evaluation. And also don't provide anybody with the ability to kick you while you're down because there are people who will take that opportunity so I go back to my desk I, I refill out my evaluation and I turned it in um, submitted it I got a, a four point in the class everything went well but I come back to the office and this gentleman is like I want you to come work for me I want you to be a part of my team and I'm going to mentor you and I'm going to put you in a position where you can get to where it is that you want to be. There are not too many people who would take that opportunity and take that chance to mentor someone early in their career and mentor someone who they had no idea who they were. 
but he cared enough about the culture. He cared enough about me as a black band trying to learn how to navigate professional spaces to take that opportunity to provide me insight, skills, advice, be a sounding board um, that has helped propel me into the future parts of my career. So when people ask me, so Jermaine, like, how do you find a time? Like, why do you do this? I know, you know, like, man, I can't believe you were talking to so-and-so or you're mentoring this person or you're trying to do this. I think back to that story where, you know, my mentor didn't have to take the time out of his day to reach out to somebody like myself, but he did. And it made all the difference. And so my, my attempt, you know, with this session and with future sessions will be to do the same. This is why I do the Streets of Planning podcast is to pay forward the information that I've gained and the information uh, and, and, you know, failures and successes that have come from people who are, are active in community and economic development, active in transportation planning, active in all forms of urban planning and in cities across the country to share their experiences to help make your experience a bit better. So I thank you for your time this evening. Um, I want to also just say something really quickly, just a, a, a quick humble brag. Um, this this weekend, you know, is, is homecoming weekend at uh, Talman College, University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. And uh, your man's is, is uh, you know, going to be serving as uh, an alumni council member uh, for, for the college. And I'm extremely excited about that. Um, I've been looking for avenues to, to continue to give back to urban planning and promote the field, um, especially in communities of color and especially in challenged communities, um, you know, to let them know, like, hey, I came from from that experience and uh, this is where I am today and I ain't forgot about you. Not only haven't I forgot about you, but listen, come on, let me show you how, you know, you can can be in these same circles and conversations because you deserve to be. So I appreciate that. Appreciate the shout outs from everybody. And uh, just remember, anytime, anywhere, any place, the streets are planning.